Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I'm your host today. I appreciate so much you finding some time out of your busy day to spend with me. So today we're talking about the waste removal and the dumpster rental uh, industry. The market size is projected to be about $63 billion in 2020. Um, it is expected to grow 2.5% per year over the next five years. I recently read um, an article that indicated that the bulk of this growth is due to not only new construction, but also the uptick in restoration and remodeling. And we know that we've had that a lot of people have taken advantage of this rest, this um, pause that we've had for the pandemic and done some remodeling around their home. Uh, so just that you know, if you're listening to this recording, it is November the 30th of 2020. And again, the, the pandemic, COVID is certainly impacting our lives. So my guest today is Kevin West. Kevin is the founder and president of Redbox Plus of Houston Southwest. He was the first Redbox Plus franchise to launch in Texas, in 20, uh, which was in 2019. Redbox Plus provides dumpster and portable uh, toilet combination commonly seen on construction sites. So that kind of supports what I said earlier about, um, you know, the, do the, the uptick in this industry is due to the construction. Um, this is a one-of-a-kind system that gives franchisees a competitive advantage in a thriving energy. So please help me in welcoming Kevin to the show. Kevin, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Linda. Good morning. Good morning. I am really excited to have you on this show because I uh, I love this concept and you don't really see it that much. Before we get started in uh, describing exactly what Redbox Plus is, uh, tell me a little bit about your background, Kevin, and uh, how were you, why were you drawn to Redbox Plus? Well, Linda, I'll tell you, I had uh, spent 25 years of my career working in uh, the energy industry, working in an office, uh, doing meetings and those kinds of things. And I had uh, an opportunity to leave that space and start my own uh, consulting practice. And after a couple of years of consulting, I realized that that is a bit of a cyclical, seasonal business. And I decided to start looking around for something that was a little bit more cash-based and steady, um, and so I had looked at a few franchise concepts. Um, I had looked at a few businesses that were existing and for sale. And one day I got a call from a friend who is in the franchise consulting world. 
Uh, he and I had never talked about any franchise concepts before, but he had mentioned to me that he's seen the what he said was the most unique franchise concept in his 20-year career at a conference in Orlando and wanted to share it with me. So we chatted briefly about it. It was the Redbox concept, uh, Redbox Plus concept of the portable toilet and container combination, uh, which was extremely unique. And so I began my due diligence at that point. So, you you mentioned that you had been looking at other things, Kevin. So as you're on this search, and there there may be listeners out there right now that are in the place today that you were several years ago when you were seeking, looking, investigating. Um, probably did a lot of Google at the in the evenings. So what were some of the things that you looked at, Kevin, when you were looking at business opportunities and franchise opportunities? Sure. I, I would say probably the one that I was most interested in at the time uh, was the Alamo Draft House concept uh, restaurant slash movie theater. I did look into that one quite extensively. It's very capital intensive. Um, so it really wasn't, I didn't really have the resources for that at the time, but I looked at it strongly. I did look at a few food related concepts. Um, probably uh, the biggest one was Lenny's subs at the time. Mm -hmm. And after looking at that concept and that whole industry, I, I finally realized that I really didn't want to to do a brick and mortar concept. And that was more of a, a lifestyle um conclusion that I came to. Um, so so I backed away from that. The others were, were mostly unrelated to franchise concepts, uh, you know, in the manufacturing space, existing businesses where uh, someone was at the sort of 65 year of age uh, time frame and they were ready to uh, move on to retirement. But I had not, until Redbox Plus, I just had not found the right combination of reasons uh, to to look at a franchise concept. Mm -hmm. And so now that you, let's take you back a bit. So now that you've been introduced to the Redbox Plus concept, what were some of your due diligence around this specific franchise that drew you even further into the process of checking them out? Sure. So um, I actually had a pretty extensive due diligence process. I believe it was start to finish of eight to 10 weeks. Um, Redbox Plus has a uh, has two actually weekly calls. Uh, the one call on Tuesdays is with an existing franchisee who has been in the business. Um, they ask questions of the franchisee and then the franchisee prospects are allowed to answer questions, which was really good. And I, I did that for about six weeks. Um, I also was able to uh, meet a franchisee. Uh, this particular one was in Florida and had been in business about a year and a half at the time. Uh, that was really great to be able to sit down and talk with him about his start of the business, uh, what he was experiencing, uh, how he got sales going, those types of things. And then on Thursdays of every week, uh, Redbox Plus has the uh, management team on the phone, 
and they go through uh, sales, operations, uh, marketing, manufacturing, so forth, and you're allowed to ask questions during that process as well. So uh, those were the two primary big activities during the week that I I participated in. As well, I did hire uh, someone to help me with a financial pro forma, which we did five years in advance looking forward based on the FDD information that we had at the time. We were so new into the business, there wasn't a great deal of information to look at in terms of numbers, but we did vet uh, as much of the numbers as we could uh, looking at our specific market, uh, particularly landfill fees, labor costs, uh, fuel costs, and so forth. So that was uh, pretty much the extent of my due diligence, and once I completed that, I was pretty uh, ready to move forward. Mm-hmm. Now, what did you think of the management team? Because I know, Kevin, during, um, and we'll get into some of the discussion around how this COVID uh, pandemic has impacted you, but what I also noticed that uh, during this time, leadership for these franchisors have really had to step up their game in a way that they had not anticipated. Kevin, let's get real. Nobody had this in their marketing plan last year. So this was this is all new territory. So tell me a little bit about how you vetted the leadership team and how did they support you during this time? Sure. Uh, I was able to, to vet the leadership team, uh, again, through those weekly phone calls, but I also was able to um, attend a discovery day session uh, that included all of the executives from Redbox Plus, as well as the uh, franchise sales team uh, that had been in place, primarily who I had been dealing with on a daily basis, and got to sit down um, with each one of them one-on-one, including the vice president of finance, vice president of manufacturing, operations, uh, and the CEO, and and address any questions that I had. They were all extremely open, um, very transparent, um, and the types of people that I felt like really felt like a family. And so I, I, um, I enjoyed meeting them all and liked them all, which really helped reinforce the decision that I made to move forward with them. Mm-hmm. In terms of and, the uh, – go ahead. I was just going to say, in terms of the uh, the COVID um, response, you know, so much of what we do is, um, is via phone uh, and email with the Redbox team. So we haven't really had any uh, change majorly in terms of support in that area. Customers, we um, – we were we were considered essential business because we are in the construction energy, so very few of our customers stopped working uh, during the COVID time period. We actually increased um, sales during that time period, but it was all based on referral marketing because we we opted not to go to job sites anymore, uh, like we had been doing, uh, or going to make office visits. Because most of those uh, customers and prospects did put in place um, work at home for their own employees, so they really weren't at those locations, or um, appointment-only sales. So 
we really stopped for about eight months um, during 2020 uh, and just only recently have started to get back out there. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely has impacted so many different industries, but the thing is it's impacted them so differently. Um, I'm sure that you look back at some of the restaurant uh, concepts and you may be thanking your lucky stars that you didn't choose one of those because the <laughs> restaurant industry was it was hit pretty hard, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I, I am very thankful for that, yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, Kevin, when when during this process, when you were um when you're going through this and folks, if you don't understand discovery day is when under normal circumstances, you go to the headquarters. You fly into the headquarters and spend a day or so, maybe a little bit longer. You get to know the the leaders in the company. You get to spend time with them. You get to learn a little bit more about the company. So, Kevin, during this time, even before you got uh, decided to go to Discovery Day, was there ever a moment that you had a little bit of anxiety about this? Because it sounds like you've been a corporate guy up to this point. Yeah, I, I would say that I had extreme anxiety um, probably all the way up until the final day that I signed the contract. You know, it's our business is ex, it's it's not extremely capital intensive. I would say it's relatively capital intensive, but still, you're putting up you know half a million to a million dollars in the first year just to get the operation going. You know, we're purchasing trucks, uh, we're purchasing containers, portable toilets, and, and those are not inexpensive items. So it was, I was anxious because I was taking on quite a bit of debt that I had to personally guarantee mm -hmm. due, due to the business being so new. So yes, I was very anxious. In fact, when I when I called my a friend of mine who is um an accountant, I I basically said to him, I I want to hire you to write my 5-year business plan and help me vet these numbers, but what I'm really asking you for, what I'm really paying you for is to tell me not to do this. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, mm -hmm. be be the person that says you're you're not making the right decision. This is not going to work. And at the end of the day, he he wasn't able to do that. He liked the concept as well. He really thought we had the numbers right, and that I could sell it. Um, mm -hmm. So that's how I made the final decision to go forward with it. And Kevin, I appreciate you being honest in that because I want the listeners to know there will come a time. And, um, and, and don't think that this is a deal killer when you feel what I call that flinch. And that flinch is when you say, holy cow, what am I doing here? Is this the right decision? Because if you don't feel that flinch, folks, something is wrong. So you, I don't care how many franchises that you may have purchased in the past, at some point, you look at this and say, is this the right thing? And just like Kevin did, 
he had a, a third party person look at this and say, hey, tell me, just tell me straight up. Uh, I need I need someone that can tell me the truth, and this person wasn't able to dispute Kevin's decision. So you need to have those people in your circle. In fact, just recently, I did a radio show with trusted advisors, and that's exactly what you're talking about, Kevin, is uh, you went to your your accountant friend and said, I need some help here. I'm, I'm beyond what um, my area of expertise, and that's a really wise decision to make, Kevin, is to bring a trusted advisor in. So that was good on your part to do that. I think so, and uh, it's been really great to, now that we're two years uh, in operation, it's been really fun to go back and look at what we put together in that five-year financial performance and to see, you know, where we, where were we off in our projections and how can we tweak the business model to either get that back on track or realize that this is just an area that is going to be more expensive or less expensive than we projected and how do we respond to that. So I'm glad that we did that early on so that I have a way to go back and benchmark uh, where we are today. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, so, Kevin, let's talk a little bit about how you market this and how does Redbox Plus help you in getting your message out there and making connections. So, who are your perfect clients? You know, for me, uh, my perfect clients are customers who are moving containers rapidly. Just like a restaurant turns tables, we turn containers. And the more containers you turn, the more money you make. So my ideal customers are, uh, as you said at the top of the show, uh, remodelers and uh, restoration companies, uh, people that are going in to help their customers with fire, flood, water damage of any kind. And I tend to skew a little bit more towards the commercial uh, side of the business than I do residential um, because of the volume. You know, you can have mm -hmm. a, a customer who has a school that a water main line breaks, suddenly you flooded half of the school and school is going to be closed only for three days to get this done. So they may need 10, 12 containers turned every day for, for a week. So that's the ideal type of customer uh, that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Now, when you're talking about 10 to 12 containers, um, do, you, do you have that many containers? And if you do, I know it's not a brick and mortar. Where do, where do you store those? Currently have 56 containers. Uh, we started the business with 24 and have grown uh, quite substantially since we first started. Um, we do have what we call a lot. Uh, it's a gated, secured um, area uh, that we sublease from a manufacturer, and we store the containers there as well as um, uh, diesel fuel and um, storage of all of our janitorial supplies that we need to uh, keep the toilets clean. Mm-hmm. 
How how big of a crew do you have, and what did you? How many did you start out with, Kevin? You know, I, I, one of the reasons I liked the Red Box concept was that it is relatively low um, resource needed to run the business. Um, when I started, uh, it was just myself and one driver uh, because when we began, we only had one truck, and it was just he and I uh, for the first four months, I believe, until we ordered a second truck and started looking for a second driver. Um, but really the business, you know, I manage all of the sales, marketing, um, accounting aspects of the business, and and the driver runs the day-to-day operations of picking up containers, going to the landfill, dropping off containers. So it was uh, just two of us to start. Then we've added another a full-time driver, and then uh, we have a part-time driver for the um, seasonal times when business is very active and we can run a second shift or we can run a weekend shift if we're extremely busy. So when you're talking about the when the season is active, what does that mean? Summer is, is really the busiest time uh, for the container business. Um, Houston is a little bit lucky in that we pretty much work all year long, unlike some of the northern markets, which are are usually down for a few months in the winter. But uh, Mm -hmm. even still, uh, summer is a heavy construction time. Um, There's also projects uh, that, you know, the residential customers are more prone to do during summer. Uh, For example, you know, this is an area where COVID was a positive impact for us in that, you know, people were home, spending a lot more time at home. So they cleaned out garages, they cleaned out barns, they had, you know, parents pass away that they needed to clean out their homes with mm-hmm. with uh, stuff that they wanted to get rid of. So we saw a huge increase of activity from residential homeowners during COVID. And then a lot of our customers, uh, as I mentioned, were our general contractors in the commercial space, and they tend to work on a lot of remodeling of schools. So their time period to do remodeling is the summer, and that's what uh, the big activity was for us, especially in 2020. Mm-hmm. When when you were looking at territories, Kevin, what was the size of the territory that you were awarded? I know that uh, you're in the Houston area, and so am I. Um, and Houston is a pretty big, pretty good big city. Houston area is even bigger. So, what was the the territory that you were awarded? Sure. the The way that Redbox looks at a territory is by population. So. Um, they consider a territory to be 300,000 residents. Um, In Houston, there are 20 territories uh, that make up greater Houston area. And now that the entire Houston market has been sold out, what ended up uh, happening is that four franchisees each bought five territories. So I own the five territories that are considered Southwest Houston, uh, all the way from downtown to um, 
Bel Air uh, and further out to Sugar Land, down into Brazoria County, Fort Bend County. That is considered my protected territory. But we do uh, work in all areas of Houston. So when you're talking about each territory um, being about 300,000, population of about 300,000, and you bought five of those, that's a pretty extensive territory, Kevin. Um, is that something that that is, um, just for the listeners out here, is that considered a master franchise? Uh, no, Redbox uh, would not consider that a master franchise. In fact, I'm not even sure if they've ever had any master franchises. Uh, to my knowledge, no, um, it is not a master. No. Mm-hmm. But it's a multi, multi-territory franchise for you. Correct. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So looking back on this experience, Kevin, um, what would you say is the biggest, you know, the most valuable thing that you've learned? Because as we go into uh, uh, something that is maybe foreign to us, maybe it is um, we're stepping outside of our comfort zone, so to speak, what was some of the biggest lessons that you learned during this process? Well, I think probably the the biggest lesson um, that I learned is that it takes a lot of money to start a new business. Um, it took way more working capital than I expected or thought would be needed to get the operation going. And I got off to a relatively good start. I mean, by my third month, I was already ordering more containers and buying a second truck. Um, But still, uh, there are ups and downs. There's going to be times where you just can't get anyone to say yes. And so you have a bad month and then you have a good month. So it just takes a lot of working capital. Um, You need to have access to that. I was lucky. I worked in you know, corporate America for 25 years. So I had, you know, some retirement savings uh, built up that I was able to use. That's probably the biggest lesson that I've learned. But looking forward, what I would say to others is, you know, I would say, you tell me if I'm wrong, Linda, but you probably have a lot of um, people that you talk to that are like me, you know, mid-career you know, around the age of 50, getting ready to move into, you know, the next phase of life. And I think that it's important to find a business that meets your lifestyle needs. And, you know, for me, Redbox ticked all of those, all of those boxes because I can, I can run this business from anywhere because I can do everything on a phone or a laptop. And, Yes, I do go out and meet with customers. I take them to lunch. I visit job sites. I do those things, but um, I can do them at any time. And I'll, I'll even tell you a funny story. Uh, you know, this COVID-19 um, did impact me personally. I, I got the virus in March mm. of this year, and I spent um, two nights in the hospital. Luckily, I recovered fully, and I'm I'm fine. Uh, but I ran my business from the hospital bed and not one of my customers knew that I was there. 
Wow. Now, that's dedication, Kevin. I have to tell you, that's dedication. (laughs) But that is one of the things that sometimes I think is a misconception for those that are looking at franchise opportunities. They think that if they're buying into a brand, then there's less work. But that's not necessarily so, is it? It's not. I mean, you know, we were so early into the concept, there really wasn't a brand, um, certainly not a brand in Houston or Texas that anyone had ever heard of. So we were talking to people who had never seen the concept. Um, The good thing was, is we were talking to people that knew waste containers. um, So Mm -hmm. that's not a new industry. Um, So there was a built-in industry there already, but the concept of the portable toilet combination is what got us in the door. That's what made us unique. Mm-hmm. That's what made people look at that business card and say, wait, I've never seen this before. And mm-hmm. and I said, you're right, because it wasn't invented until now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I tell you what, Kevin, I need to take a quick commercial break, um, but I'd love to hear if you happen to have another story that you could share with us when we come back, maybe a client that you were able to help. Um, maybe you can share that when we come back from commercial break. Sure. Very good. Folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break, and we'll be back with more from Kevin West with Redbox Plus. Ready to update your tired old kitchen or bathroom? Then you need to call Gambone's Custom Home Improvements. Gambone's does all phases of remodeling, specializing in kitchen and bath remodels. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements is a company you can trust. Family owned and operated with an A-plus rating with the BBB. Call Gambone's today, 832-437-8898, or check them out on the web at GamboneCHI.com. That's GamboneCHI.com. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements, where you will get quality work at a quality price. Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. Linda Ballesteros here. We are here with Kevin West, and he is um, the franchise owner of Redbox Plus in the Houston Southwest area. So, Kevin, when I broke for commercial break, I asked if you happen to have a story you could share with us. Sure. Um, We had a a great experience and a a massive challenge uh, requested of us of a a new customer to us. Um, This was, uh, again, I mentioned that we have customers that do a lot of remodeling of schools. And back in uh, the May timeframe last year, we got a call 
from a contractor that had, I uh, believe at the time, was six containers on a high school property. And the company that they had been using uh, had not been able to service their containers for, I think, three days. Uh, in this business, when a container is full, the contractor wants it off the lot and empty, a new empty mm-hmm. one brought in uh, as quickly as possible to not impede the construction process. Mm-hmm. So very important. Um, they asked us if it would be possible for us to bring a couple of containers on a, a weekend uh, to help them get through, which we were able to do. We delivered them on a Sunday, uh, which is kind of unheard of in this industry. And uh, they were so thankful for that. They said, bring four more uh, on Monday, and we're going to ask this current company to remove their containers, and we'll run with you. The challenge was that they had about six weeks to uh, demolish uh, almost half of the school's face because they were going to build the school out further, and uh, they had to demo all of the um, sidewalks, parking lots uh, that were around the school. Uh, we typically at the time were doing about 60 container deliveries a month. And in that uh, one month period that we started with them, we did 172. So it wow. was a huge challenge for us to, to find enough drivers to work you know, 12, 13, 14 hours a day uh, to accomplish that task, but we were able to do it. And um, we actually uh, had the Redbox Plus record for monthly deliveries uh, back in June of 2020. And uh, that customer loves us now. We have done multiple jobs with them, and uh, hopefully that'll be a long-term relationship for uh, as long as I own this business. Yeah. You know, um, Kevin, in the beginning, it is important to um, make your mark in in the market, so to speak, and to get the attention. And, and that certainly got the attention. And, and the great thing about you working with these contractors is word spreads pretty quickly among them, doesn't it? <laughs> You're exactly right. Uh, we did that on, I mentioned we did that first drop on a Sunday. And I think that next week we did probably eight to 10 deliveries for that customer. And on Friday of that next week, we got a call from the project manager at the same company uh, who was uh, the father of the project manager that we had taken mm-hmm. care of. And he said, could you, could you, I heard about you guys. I've heard great things. Uh, could you help me start a project on Monday? I need four containers and they're going to turn every day. And uh, so that's how we got that customer project manager. And then we got another one like a week later. So word does spread very quickly, especially inside companies uh, when you've got multiple project managers that are working on jobs. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I can certainly see that. Um, Kevin, we, we are down to the end of the show, um, but before we go to those final three questions, if someone's listening in the Houston area, if there's a contractor or if there's somebody that knows a contractor and they've been looking for a reliable um, waste removal service, 
how would they find out more about you and the Redbox Plus um, opportunity? Sure. Uh, if someone's interested in uh, being a customer or a franchisee, uh, they can go to uh, redboxplus.com, uh, R-E-D-B-O-X-P-L-U-S.com. And there is information there. You can put in uh, your zip code, and you'll be taken to a specific uh, Redbox Plus website for your area. Um, or you can also look at franchising opportunity uh, on the website as well. Uh, if you're interested in talking with us here at Redbox Plus of Houston Southwest, our telephone number is area code 346-202-4811. And that number actually rings right to my cell phone. So I pick it up at all hours of the day and uh, take questions and provide quotes to customers. Wonderful. Um, Kevin, the, the, I've got final, the final three questions that I ask all of my guests. And, um, you know, most of them answer these questions from, say, a franchisor's perspective. But I'm interested to see what your answers are like from a franchisee's perspective. So the first question is, if there is someone listening and they're considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest that they do pair for that process? Well, I, I, you know, even though I did not utilize a franchise consultant for looking at a lot of different opportunities, I think I would recommend that people do that because um, now that I've gone through the process, I, I've seen the value of these folks that are franchise coaches helping people come out of their, you know, their corporate careers and launch into the next phase of what they want to do. And I think they have a great broad perspective of what franchise concepts are out there right now, which ones are hot, uh, which ones are doing well, and they can really walk someone through a lot of different options. Um, and I think that they do understand you know, how valuable the lifestyle part of choosing a franchise is. So I would recommend finding a coach that uh, you can work with. And I, I agree with you 100% on the lifestyle piece of it. As a matter of fact, Kevin, when I'm working with clients, I tell them to take the widget off the table. Because if we can't get <laughs> past all the other things, the widget doesn't matter. And you found that yourself. Lifestyle is important. You're exactly right, Linda. I mean, I, I never in my life dreamed I would be in the waste industry. I had no connections mm -hmm. there. I had no background in it. Um, and, and you're right. If you take the widget off the table, you really start to realize that it's all about sales. It's all about customer service and, and getting your billing right. And that's what customers will tell you a lot of times. If you can respond to me, be there when I need you, um, and bill me correctly, then I'm going to stick with you. Yeah, yeah, that, because that's all they want. They want the product or the service, but you've got to have make sure that the franchisor has the infrastructure to support that, and it has to also be flexible enough so that you can, um, you can grow it to a point where 
It is that business that someday you'll be able to um, leave a legacy uh, to the family by using that franchise. So all of that's true, and and you you really recognize that when you start getting into it and looking at different concepts for sure. The second question, Kevin, and I think we kind of touched on a little bit of this. What are two traits that make a successful franchisee? Well, I would say that uh, persistence would be the biggest one. Um, starting any business is hard. You know, the first two years is blood, sweat, and tears. Um, I'm not going to lie. I I had some times where I really debated with myself, when am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Should I have done this? How can I get out of it? Um, but if you just keep pushing, 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 and being persistent with all activities, not just, you know, your sales effort, uh, but but all things operational, um, expense-wise, et cetera, uh, you got to keep being persistent. And then I think the second trait um, has got to be um, being able to have uh, the ability to build relationships with customers. You know, if you're, if you're someone that um, – likes to sit at a desk and, and do work and, uh, and not talk to people, then I think a franchisee uh, is not going to be successful uh, with most franchises because you have to get out there and build relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Kevin, in the industries that you partner with, the construction industries, um, it is so important to build those relationships because those, those foremans, those supervisors, they they work for a company, but they may have quite a few jobs around town. So to be able to build those relationships so that no matter what they're doing or no matter what company they're working for, you're their go-to guy. That's important. That's really – that's critical in the success of a business like yours, don't you think? Linda, I totally, totally agree with you because – you know, the, the types of work we do, those jobs, they do end. You know, we have yeah. had yeah. several jobs end, you know, in the last 30 to 60 days that we had been on for a year. Wow. And it's nice when a project manager says, you know, hey, I'm wrapping this project up next Friday, uh, and I'm going to this new location, and I'm going to call you in two weeks because you're my guy. You're my dumpster wow. guy. Wow. Don't you love hearing that, Kevin? That's awesome. <laughs> I do. I yeah. love hearing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know that this is your first experience in franchising, but um, overall, what do you think the future of franchising looks like? It's an interesting question. Um, I would say that uh, franchising is a concept that will likely never die uh, and probably will continue to grow as uh, companies want to expand their business concept very quickly. Um, you know, Redbox is a great example. They, they had, I believe, you know, two years ago when I signed on, um, I believe they had four franchises or licensees. I think they called them back then. And mm-hmm. today there are over 60. So that concept wow. is now now in, you know, 60-plus markets across the U.S. And the only way you can really do that is through franchising. It's 
it's mm-hmm. the easiest way to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I've always said that franchising is the perfect model. It's a, distrib- it's, it's a way to distribute products and services uh, that you could never do on your own. And that's exactly what you're doing. You're helping them to expand, but you're building your own business as you're doing it. Correct. Yeah. Kevin, one more time, if someone's interested in knowing more about uh, how you might be able to help them in the Houston area, how would they get in touch with you? Uh, first, if you'd like to call, it's uh, the number is 346-202-4811. Or if you'd like to uh, drop me an email, you can reach me at K, as in Kevin, West, W-E-S-T, at Redbox Plus. R-E-D-B-O-X-P-L-U-S dot com. Wonderful. Kevin, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, and I loved hearing your experience. And thank you so much for being open and transparent, uh, because this can be a very uh, scary process along the way. And it's good for those that are just starting out to know that there could be those sleepless nights where you go, oh, my gosh, how do I get out of this? But like you said, if you just stay focused, moving one step at a time, it can certainly give you success that a corporate position never could. So I appreciate your your transparency there and being on the show. I appreciate it, Kevin. Thank you, Linda, and thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So, folks, that gives you a little bit of a glimpse of what this journey of looking at franchising and going through the discovery day and learning more about the industry. And now Kevin is two years down the road and seeing more and more success doesn't mean that there weren't, there wasn't that anxiety that went with it. Anything worth having is going to cause a bit of anxiety. So as always, I'm going to leave you with this quote. It's a quote by Jeff Bezos, and he's the founder of Amazon. The quote goes like this. I knew that if I failed, I wouldn't regret that. But I knew the one thing I might regret is not trying. So even though there could be some anxiety, even though there could be some sleepless nights. And I'm sure Jeff Bezos has certainly had his share of those. But if you stick with it, and if you're with a good brand, you will see great success. So, folks, thanks again for being with me on All Things Franchising, and I'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.